tuned in to the spiciest podcast in the world. Live from your local cash and carry, the notorious Gucci podcast. Hand me some of that chutney. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another great episode, great edition of the Notorious Coogee Podcast. This is episode 140, 140, finally out of the 130s. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, 140, 140 in your speakers, in your earphones, on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening. And thank you, I appreciate you, man, for the day ones, man. I really appreciate you for listening, taking time out of your day to listen to me. So listen to just a nerdy brown boy from <laughs> Stevenage, Hertfordshire here in the UK. Just talk about, you know, music, TV, video games, all of that stuff, man. I really appreciate you guys. Really, really do. Episode 140, man. Notorious Gucci podcast. Alright, so... Uh, it's been very quiet, man. It's been very, very quiet uh, in these last uh, few weeks in terms of music, in terms of news... Uh, you know, so it's been, yeah, very, very quiet, you know, and that's just sums up 2021 as a whole, man, you know, we're into the fourth month of this year, and, um, it has been, you know, it's been very quiet on the music front, definitely, um, you know, the only big releases, you know, we came in, coming from, you know, Justin Bieber, um, Benny the Butcher, for example, yeah, um, you know, Drake dropped a little EP, um, apart from that, yeah, that's just really, man. These are those, those are your really big, big releases. You know, new releases of this year so far. So um, there's not been a blockbuster release. You know, um, you know the likes of your Cardi B or you know Travis Scott. Or Drew, you know, uh, as I'm not talking about blockbuster release, I'm talking about you know albums, you know projects. So yeah, um, I mean, I I, I guess you can cast um, was it uh, Justin as as a Blockbuster release because he's a top tier artist. He's he's a he's a massive star, but um, yeah, you know, not nothing big, you know, not not a really really big, you know, even in hip hop as well. People like Rick Ross and you know people like that. Like no no big releases, Meek, Wale, anything like that. So yeah, very very quiet. Definitely, man. This is this is this, as we finished the first quarter of twenty twenty one. Uh, let's hope that this second quarter, man, you know, it has some big, big releases. Who knows? Uh, we are due a Drake album this year, but we don't know when. I do believe that he probably will drop maybe in, in, in full time. I think, you know, that's his preferred time, in my opinion. Um, yeah, I think we've got, we got DJ Khaled. I think Khaled will probably drop in the summer sometime, I reckon. You know, summer is always his, as he says. Uh, so, you know, we've got that. But, uh, yeah very quiet man so in these last two weeks man um i said only really a handful of singles justin dropped the deluxe version of his justice album then he came back and he dropped a little ep little four or five track ep so we'll talk about that man that boy non-stopping man and then uh, vic mensa he dropped a little tape as well uh so we'll talk about that um give you guys a coronies update man as well some news as well into in in the hip-hop music industry as well what I've been watching, man, I've been watching a lot of shit over this bank holiday weekend as well, man, over these last two weeks. So, yeah, I hope everybody enjoyed their bank holiday weekend here in the UK, Easter bank holiday. So, yeah, I watched a lot of stuff, man. And, you know, we talk some gaming, man. We talk some gaming, definitely, as well. Uh, 
Right, man. So without further ado, man, you know, as I said, episode 140, Notorious Goodie Podcast, man. I'm your host, your humble and gracious host, your host with the most, man. The boy, the most sauce, the boy, the most chunny, man. Spring and beer, got a masala on top, man. The rotli to your sack, the gichidi to your curry, the dal to your bad, the samosa to your chunny. I'm your host, man, Notorious Goodie, aka Melanosa, man. Welcoming you to the Notorious Goodie Podcast, man. Right, let's get things on the road with the singles of this, you know, last two weeks. So hear that music drop, man. Hey, DJ, turn up the music. All right, so what we got in terms of singles? So, over these last two weeks, man, we got um, uh, Westside Gun blessed us with two singles, uh, one called TV Boy and the other one called Julia Lang. Now, together, these are you know, one song's like two minutes and a half, the other song is less than a minute. And uh, I just don't know where Westside was going with this. Um, this hard, these two releases, like very, very short and not really that great, in my opinion, to be honest. Um, I think this is his first big release after was it who who made the sunshine and things like that the album that followed that uh, pray for paris album so yeah this, these this, these are the uh, first releases since that project and uh, i gotta say um man these are trash man i tell you about that the, these two releases are trash as i said tv boys only like what two two minutes two and a half minutes long and even then i just i don't know i couldn't get into it and I just really didn't like it. And then he put out that Julia Lang record as well, which was literally less than a minute long. So I was just like, what the hell is this? And um, just when I thought he was going to get going, and then I heard the music turn down, so I thought, okay, it's going to be a beat switch. But then I looked at it, and the song was over. I was like, what the hell is this? Uh, so yeah, man, where's our gun? I don't know what he's planning with these two releases. If these were just two Lucy's, or just, I, I, I really don't have no idea what he was planning with these. But all I gotta say is, man, this is a pile of dutti, man. This is a pile of gand, a pile of podra, a pile of lindora, man. Um, you know, lindora, man. You know, little, little poo droplets. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, the, this this sucked ass, man. This this sucked a lot of juddies, man. Sucked a lot of gand. Just yeah, man. I don't know. Probably one of the worst single releases or rollouts, you know. Um, that I've seen so far. So um, you know what time is? It's been a while, man been a while but it's that time oh brother this guy stinks it does man it does stink a lot i tell you that stinks a lot um yeah that's west side gun with those two singles tv boy and julia lang if you want to check them out you can they're on your streaming services but i just think it's just a waste of what more two and uh three and a half minutes three minutes or so yeah well so moving on Freddie Gibbs, yes, Freddie Gibbs, man, um, uh, Freddie Kane, yes, he comes uh, and he releases a new single, and uh, this one called Big Boss Rabbit, and um, <laughs> interesting enough, man, you know Freddie, man, Freddie is, he's very, he's very, he's very intelligent, he's very calculated in what he does, right, uh, so, we, we all know that Grammys happened, right, and Freddie didn't win a Grammy for his album with alchemist alfredo still it went to nas right um you know for king's disease uh so you know he's very calculated and i don't think he means he doesn't mean any disrespect and things i don't think he does you know um but um he flipped a uh flipped a, a classic nas beat man um and um you know yeah so he lost the you know best rap album you know uh, he should keep his head up high. Yeah. Not only is the product considered one of his the best of the year, he lost to Nas, an absolute legend. 
and Uta finally took home his first trophy after nearly 30 years in the game. Um, yeah, and he flips the uh, Sugarman sample um, that Large Professor did on Nas's You're the Man for Big Boss Rabbit. Uh, Gibbs said that he recently <laughs> he raps better when he's mad. So to be honest, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So to be honest, uh, yeah, this 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 track is really really good, man. You know, he raps better when he's mad, and you know, I don't even feel like he's mad. You know, I just feel like he was talking that shit on this track. Uh, so yeah, my friend gives big boss rabbit, and um, yeah, that is out right now. And woo, man, yeah, that is a great track, man. I really do like that, man. Freddie just rapping his shit, man. He's he's one of my favorite artists. You know, he's, he's, he's broken out in the last few years or so. I've been following Freddie for quite some time. You know, being, uh, first project I listened to his was You Only Live Twice. So from there, I started, I started fucking with Freddie and then started following his uh, you know, string of releases. And uh, yeah, man, he's been on fire, you know. Um, so yeah, uh, I, I dig it. I, I really dig it, man. And um, yeah, I fuck with his music, man. I fuck with him. And yeah, man, great. Uh, this this big boss rapping man, yeah, one of the, one of the stronger releases in terms of singles over these last two weeks, definitely. Um, so yeah, I fuck with Freddie man. This is a dope track, big boss rabbit. Go check that out on your streaming services. Four chilies out of five for me on the spice on guitar. Quite spicy, quite thickle indeed. Yeah, Freddie Gibbs, man, big boss rabbit man. Go check that out. Next up, man, we have got Benny the Butcher man. Yeah, Benny ain't stopping man. Fucking hell, man. He, he put out that plugs I met too. But now he's coming with the features and shit on this man. So he links up with one of, um, one of uh, the guys that I thought I had a, a great string of releases last year, man, uh, underrated, and who made my top uh, albums of 2020, hip hop albums of 2020. Ransom, yes, Ransom, the gentleman behind the uh, director's cut or director's scenes or whatever it was. It yeah, director's cut one, two, and three things. Man, he was rapping his ass off and things. Um, so yeah, Benny and Ransom on this one, and they put out a new track called Spineless. And although I wish the track was a bit longer and Ransom had a longer verse and things, it is good for how, however long it is for now. My only critique is, yeah, um, it didn't earn the 5 chili rating because it was, yeah, I think, should have been a bit longer. But apart from that, man, yeah, both of these gentlemen, yeah, they did their shit on this track, man. Uh, Benny and Ransom with Spineless. Wish it would have been a lot longer, but... Um, I'll take it, man. Um, I definitely want to hear these gentlemen again. Really, man. I, I wouldn't be opposed to Benny and Ransom tape. That's just me, right? That's my one of my personal <laughs> preferences. But yeah, Benny and Ransom, spineless. That is, um, I couldn't find it on your streaming services, too, uh, unfortunately. But I, I was able to get it from YouTube. Who knows? I think maybe it will hit streaming services in the next couple of days. But um, for now, you can still check out the the audio on on YouTube. Benny the Butcher and Ransom Spineless. Four chilies out of five for me on Spice Elementar. And as I said, keeping it in, in all things, Benny Belly. Yes, Belly. Uh, he's been quiet for some time. He's been dealing with, um, you know, quite a few things, you know, in personally and things. So, you know, you know respect to Belly, man. And, um, you know, um, I hope you're doing well and things. Um, he put out a new track just last night. And he said that, you know, if everything goes well, then he'll drop an album in the summer. So let's see, man. I, I hope he is. Because, um, yeah, man, you know, I, I was one of the bug guys that wasn't really fucking with Belly that much when he came in. You know, he had, he, he had um, you know, there's a few tracks, that one with The weekend, and then he had those couple of EPs, which weren't bad. I wouldn't say they weren't bad. But, um, yeah, I was just, I was just, he was quite hit and miss for me. And then, um... 
when you put out that mumble rap project people uh, you know started saying nah man this is a shit this is a shit when I listened to it I just I don't know I really couldn't find what people were you know finding so special about it and then I, had, I did listen to it from there and then he put out another project the immigrant project I think I listened to it once or twice he had the Zombia project as well had a few tracks from there but yeah like Belly was a lot hit and miss for me a lot of hit and miss for me and then I think you know, over over these last few months or so I, I ran back that uh, mumble rap project and damn man like can't believe I missed so much shit on there man the first time round you know maybe obviously because I wasn't that experienced or you know I just wasn't in the right frame of mind or wasn't listening to it intently that I didn't grasp everything but yeah that mumble rap project from Belly is fucking you know dope especially tracks like Lullaby and things like he's proper rapping and getting proper introspective and shit man fuck yeah he's proper getting his shit off on there um so uh yeah, um, so Belly's been a lot of hit miss for me, but uh, you know, these last few months I've been, uh, you know, revisiting some of Belly's back catalogue, and um, I think I'm going to continue doing that, you know, and uh, and it doesn't take away from you know the, the the guy's talent. He absolutely murdered that LA Leakers freestyle he did a number of years ago, uh, and um, this new track he's got out right now with Benny the Butcher, this one called Money on the Table. Uh, which I think will probably be, is the lead single to that album. Um, yeah, man, dope, really dope. Again, it's only less than three minutes, so I wish it was a bit longer. But it's got some bars in there, man. Belly got some bars in there, and proper ones that made me scrunch my face like, oh shit, okay. So um, yeah, man, big shouts out to Belly doing his shit and Benny as well. You know, he's been on the roll as well, so um, we'll give up for that. Uh, but yeah, this Belly and Benny the Butcher track, money on the table. Yeah, this is dope, man. I fuck with it as well. So. Uh, these last three stringer releases over this last week, man, uh, were really good. You know, those being Freddie Gibbs, Big Boss Rabbit, Benny and Ransom, with Spineless and Belly and Benny with Money on the Table. So, uh, yeah, Belly and Benny, Money on the Table, four chilies out five for me on the Spice Summons are quite spicy, quite tickle indeed. So, started a week off a bit shit with, you know, those absolute, you know... Gandara, Bordra tracks are from, uh, you know, Westside Gun, but uh, it was made up, uh, 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 we made up for it from good tracks from Freddie Gibbs, Benny and Ransom and Belly and Benny on there, so um, yeah, man, great, go check those out. In terms of albums then, so, as I said, JB, JB being on a roll as well, you know, um, so he, he put out that Justice album, you know, about two, three weeks ago, then a week after he put out the Deluxe, which was six new tracks, right, uh, so the standard version of uh, this Justice track, you know, album was 16 tracks, man, all, uh, you know, clocking in uh, just uh, just about 45 minutes or so, right? Um, and then adding the six new tracks, it takes it to an hour and five. These six new tracks, you got features from Lil Uzi Vert with There She Go, Jaden with I Can't Be Myself, Quavo with Wish You Would, The Baby with No No Better, and Tori Kelly on Name. So those are your six new. Um, these are your six new tracks on this Justice album, and for an album that is actually quite good anyway. I remember giving it four chilies out of five for me. Um, yeah, man, I just feel like these new tracks. It doesn't really add anything to it. Um, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't make it get that you know coveted five out of five chili rating for me. But it's it's a welcome addition. It's a welcome addition. Like I'm not gonna knock it. Like the project was good without the tracks, and the project is good with the tracks. So like yeah, I'm not gonna knock it. Um, 
So like you know, tracks with like you know um, Little Uzi that was great. There she go, the baby and ones with Quavo as well. You know these are some of like the radio sort of hits as well. So yeah, um, they're they're great as well. Lifetime, I can't be myself with Jaden, name between yeah, all all great tracks. So these six new tracks, man, yeah, they they they're a dope addition to the project. Um, doesn't really change the rating for me, um, as it doesn't really you know increase. Uh, the overall appeal of the album with things like that it just it just adds to it slightly uh, you know an already, an already great album it adds to it slightly uh, so yeah um, yeah if I'm just I'm just rating these four tracks on, these six tracks on their own yeah four chilies out of five for me on the Spiceometer for those six new tracks as project as a whole as well I still give it four chilies out of five for me um, you know quite spicy quite thick indeed so yeah um you know, it's good with it and it's good without it. So it's one of those ones, you know, for me. So yeah. Um, but yeah, I welcome it, man. I welcome it. Um, continuing on with JB, man. Yeah. So he put out uh, uh, on top of this. So he put out this deluxe version just last week, uh, you know, a week before, and then he puts out a new uh, little EP called Freedom. Now this is marked under the territory of gospel music, but when you listen to the project, it really isn't that gospel music. It's lot of pop electro trappy sort of thing right so i'm just uh, i'm not sure if our class is as gospel music but um yeah, he put this out, out over easter weekend and he, he classed it as an easter ep of gospel inspiration um, i really didn't get that vibe from here i just felt like these were just tracks that were on the cutting room floor for justice um so i'm not sure why he just didn't add this uh, uh, into the deluxe i don't know uh so uh, <laughs> I think I'm not sure if Justin is looking to create some sort of history because obviously I think he, he nabbed the number one spot with that album, nabbed the number one single with Peaches, with Daniel Caesar and Giveon, and I just think he's going for some sort of record where you know he had just he has justice on the album, you know Billboard charts, and then he has his Freedom EP simultaneously on the Billboard charts as well. So yeah, I'm not sure after seeing Drake do you know getting all of three of his tracks charting one, two, and three. I don't know. I think. The mold has been broken there and i think a lot more artists are going to try to do you know bundle releases and try to get all of their stuff in the top top three top five of the charts so i don't know if that was this that was the methodology behind this release but yeah i just feel like these are just tracks that are on the cutting room floor for justice uh but that being said yeah it's a dope little ep on its own as well uh not enough for me to probably download it um, you know, I add it to my library, but yeah, it was, it was a good quick fire sort of EP. And I say quick fire, it's 22 minutes, six tracks, right? You got features from Brand and Love and uh, Pink Sweats, Tori Kelly, uh, Chanda Moore. Yeah, so these these are your features on here. Um, yeah, it's dope. It's dope. Um, I would I wouldn't say yeah, anything else, man. Um, it's not it's not amazing. It's not. It's not getting the five, you know, the, the coveted five out of five chilies, but uh, yeah, it's a dope little addition. Uh, so um, yeah, man, um, I, I wouldn't necessarily class it as gospel, in personally for me, because it doesn't sound like gospel music. Uh, but yeah, it's dope. It's dope. Um, you know, so a big shout out to Justin, Justin, man. So yeah, he's he's been a bit of a roll, man. <laughs> a bit of a roll, you know. Changes, you know, last year, then you know, Justice Standard Deluxe, and then now this new Freedom EP. I think we probably might not hear from Justin now for maybe <laughs> a good number of years. I mean, we didn't hear from him 
you know, for four years, three, four years, obviously he was, he was tackling a lot of things. Yeah, I think he had Lyme disease and he had a lot of health problems and health scares, getting married and all of that stuff. So, um, yeah, um, yeah, I think, you know, he's, he's put out, you know, three good projects in the space of two years. So, um, yeah, you know, um, <laughs> I think, you know, I think Justin's going to go into, uh, uh, reclusive mode and probably just come up for touring sort of thing for this when it co you know when, when when the opportunity presents itself there. Uh, but yeah, big shout out to Justin, man. So that's Justin Bieber with um, you know Justice. There's six new there with the deluxe six new tracks there and the Freedom EP. Both getting four chilies out of five for me on the Spiceometer. Quite spicy, quite thick, cool indeed. Yes. So next up, Vic Mensa. Yeah. So Vic Mensa, he released. Um, a tape previously earlier in the year i believe and that was the v tape yes was it this year i'm just want to check vic 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 where are you vic here you go the v tape yep he released no he released that late last year sorry 2020 right my bad um he released that last year and then he comes up with um and uh the i tape so i believe he's spelling out his name with this so the next one to come would be the c tape so uh <laughs> Um, and then maybe you know we're gonna get the M E N S A. I don't know. And then package it. He's probably all gonna package it as one. I don't know. All right. Um, but I think I can see where this is going anyway. But yeah, this um, I tape here, right? Uh, follow up to the V tape, right? Uh, seven songs, twenty four minutes, man. We got the features from the previously released Shelter Track with Wycliffe and Chance, Jeremiah and Aaron Callen, Aaron Allen Kane, uh, Zakari. Tish Hyman and Dixon, man, these are your features on this seven track EP. Got uh, one, you got two tracks where you go solo dolo, and then uh, the other five tracks where he has features on there. Yeah, it's a dope release, man. A dope release. Um, more getting more introspective as well, and talking about the you know the current pandemic, and obviously, you know, what all the stuff that we've been through this last year or so. Um, not as introspective as I thought that V tape was, right. Uh, he's got some tracks in there where you know he talks about he's getting a bit more you know he's talking he's getting into that introspective bag but um he's, he's he's talking more in relation to you know as i said the climate and the pandemic and things whereas you know not himself where the v tape was more him going more in about himself and where he's been and what his struggles and things he's been facing uh so um yeah um but still it's, it's a dope tape man i think vic is very underrated and that's obviously because um you know he's been in the news for all the wrong reasons and you know he wasn't helping his character or his image and things so um i think he's been shitted on a lot throughout his career and people like to make fun of him you know um just because of like he doesn't sell that lot or sell that much or whatever but you know he's not one of them artists who's looking for a hit i think he makes quite controversial quite um introspective deep music right storytelling music which you know I'm, I'm a big fan of and and he's not necessarily a chart topper smash hit grabber you know which is fine with me man not everybody can be and not everybody should be you know everybody should be unique and bring something different to the table and i do think vic does that and then you know hove you know, he signed a rock nation and hove said that as well vic is a once in a lifetime artist and i do see why he meant that because he vic makes some music that is just obviously not for the chart toppers and the you know the, the smash hit grabbers and things like that he makes music for 
you know, people who are potentially in the same sort of situation as him, you know, and you know, gone through hardships and you know, hard relationships and abuse and misuse of, you know, substances and alcohol and things like that. So, um, you know, yeah, you know, each to their own. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm still a big fan of Vic Man. I think that autobiography album from 2017 was one of the best albums of that year. Um, yeah, so uh, yeah, it was one of the best albums of the year, and uh, I've uh, I haven't listened to it in a long time, but I'm definitely gonna go run that back sometime soon, right? Um, <clears throat> so uh, but um, yeah, man, this eye tape. Really dope, man. Really dope from Vic. And, yeah, cannot wait to hear the seed tape, probably, right? <laughs> um, you know, what it will be, man, uh, the seed tape. When, when, if that is the next one, what it's going to be called. Right, so, yeah. Um, I take Vic Mensa, seven tracks, 24 minutes long. Four chilies out of five for me on the spice on myself. Quite spicy, quite thickle indeed. So make sure you guys go check it out. So, yeah, that is your music over these last two weeks. So, um some not so great tracks from Westside Gun with TV Boy and Julia Lang. Great tracks from Freddie Gibbs with Big Boss Rabbit, Benny and Ransom with Spineless, Belly and Benny with Money on the Table. And then JB with his Deluxe Justice album with six new tracks and then his little Freedom EP following that. And then Rick Mensa with his eye tape as well. So some good releases at the back end of the, you know, these last two weeks. So shout out to everybody. Right, let's go on to some news then, ladies and gentlemen. Some news. You seen the news, bro? Yeah, we seen the news, man. So, Caroni's update. So, we, you know, last Monday, past 29th of March, man, we passed uh, um, the date where now six people can be meeting outside. Right, so the rule of six, six people can be meeting outside for a walk, for a gathering and things. Um, or be obviously so, so, socially distant and things, right? And the next step in this roadmap out of lockdown is on Monday, the 12th of April, where non-essential retail will open gyms barbers salons all of those things will open as well restaurants and things will open for outdoor dining pubs as well be opening for outdoor dining and catering right but <laughs> one thing you got to you know realize with you know these things opening outdoors is that the weather isn't that great yes so um I think was it over these last two weeks we had like you know last week we had one day which was like 23 degrees and then uh, you know, and then the, then the temperature just dropped suddenly at the end of the week, and then it was snowing in some places over the last two three days, and it's set to get colder, or remain colder over the next you know, couple of weeks. So, um, really, outdoor dining, catering, you know, having a drink or whatever, it's not really going to be that sort of weather, right? <laughs> Even though it's bank holiday as well, we had a nice day on Sunday, but apart from that. Um, yeah, it was relatively cold, man, and uh, yeah, it's, it's it's starting this week off as well. It's been quite cold as well, so um, yeah, the the weather's not really the right sort of <laughs> temperature for to be eating outdoors and drinking outdoors. That's just me personally, but um, yeah, you know, the things are going to start to be opening up from more uh, from next Monday, Monday the twelfth. So um. Yeah, all I can say is, man, just be careful. Do your regular, regular. Wash your hands, face, ass. Wear a mask. Maintain your space, and things. They they are rolling out, you know, rapid testing now at the end of this week, so you'll be able to get some rapid testing kits from you know lateral flow flow tests that they called from your local pharmacy and you know and vaccination centers and things like that. So um, you know that'd be really good to have 
quickly you can obviously get a result in 30 seconds you know 30 minutes right and these are uh, i believe these lateral flow tests are for people who are asymptomatic and not showing symptoms and things so yeah um that's pretty good and obviously the vaccine rollout is is moving ahead um i think we're just touching near just 32 33 million people vaccinated so yeah that's that's good when we're going at a steady pace then the over 50s 50s and over things are getting started again their vaccine now so um yeah if you've been called up man make sure you guys go get it right uh right uh so yeah it's a coronies update man that's a coronies update let's talk about um some some uh um hip-hop news man so nas yes Nas. speaking of nas and that you know that freddie gib gibson you know nas beating whatever <laughs> and then winning a grammy um another accolade to add to nas's belt man has to be that his classic album his debut album illmatic yeah is um he's going to be receiving another honor and his seminal and influential debut album illmatic will be added to the national recording registry by the library of congress the album will be one of 25 new editions that will be preserved by the library alongside Janet Jackson's Rhythms Nation 1814, When the Saints Go Marching In by Louis Armstrong, Willa Bell's Lady Marmalade, Kermit the Frog's The Rainbow Connection, Cool and a Gang Celebration and others. Uh, the National Recording Registry will preserve our history through these vibrant recordings of music and voices that reflected our humanity and shaped our culture over the past 143 years. Uh, you know, they say they receive about 900 public nominations this year for recordings to add to the registry, and we welcome the public's input as the Library of Congress and its partners preserve the diverse sound of history and culture. Illmatic follows the induction of Jay Z with the Blueprint in 2019 and uh, Dr. Dre with the Chronic in 2020. So, big shout out to Nas, man. Uh, you know, another great accolade there. This great uh, debut album, Illmatic, being added to the Library of Congress finally getting his flowers man and yeah um that's great to see really good to see um yeah speaking of more freddie gibbs uh, <laughs> and you know news as well man got a lot of freddie um he recently did a uh interview with mix mag and he detailed his forthcoming album um he says you know he may be the best rapper out and out right out right now and he vows to prove that with his forthcoming album so he's a cover of a mix mags issue 360 He's spoken everything from his recent Grammy nomination, um, where he said, "If you're going to lose to somebody, you're going to want to lose to Nas. Nas is a Hall of Fame MC. If anything, it just shows how great I am to lose to such an MC. I could have lost to Macklemore or something." <laughs> Wink, race, man. Um, so he talks about uh, there's some obviously noteworthy uh, parts in this interview. Um, he shares about his forthcoming album on Warner Records, code name SSS. He's revealed that he's working with the likes of Pharrell. Working on Dying Hit Boy, Michael made it, and Stephen Thomas, as well as reunions with Mad Lib and Alchemist. He says it's another album of the year. He proclaimed it's going to be the best produced album that I've ever made. So, um, yeah, man, I'm looking forward to that, Freddie, man. That's a big, lot of big statements, but um, yeah, Freddie has been consistent in his releases. I'm not going to lie there. Um, so I'm looking forward to this new album, SSS. So, uh, yeah, man, uh, Big Boss Rabbit probably looks like the first single from that project so um yeah man i'm looking forward to a new freddy album man sometime this year big shout out freddy <sighs> uh now on to some sad news ladies and gentlemen man um over the weekend over this bank holiday weekend i believe it was saturday i was um what was i watching i was watching a film i was watching the mauritanian yes we'll get into that as well in a bit 
and um, some news broke man some some not so good no news um, which had all the industry in a in a panic state and well, for good reason it was reported that DMX uh, OD'd rapper DMX he OD'd and he was hospitalized and um, they said that he was in a vegetative state um, you know, you know he's, he, some people even said that he was declared brain, brain dead and things which you know um, it was very hard to hear was you know to see that news breaking in um, and you know uh, you know seeing the outpour of you know uh, support from the industry as well um, uh, yeah so um, you know there was some there was some unfortunate news uh, and then you know there's been there's been quite a few number of reports coming out that you know you know he's not brain dead he's you know still on, he's still on life support and things then there's some reports saying you know he's able to breathe on his own and things and woke and I woke up this morning and they said that he's still in hospital and you know he's still you know on life support and things but he's hanging in there and things like that so there's a lot of reports flying around right um all we know is that he's in hospital right now um and you know obviously because of, a, of an overdose and things and um you know that uh, he's hanging on there man and we're, we're praying for him and things and so um you know my prayers and uh you know well wishes are with the whole of dmx uh, aka Earl Simmons man uh, you know are with his whole family man and friends loved ones everything man wishing Dark Man X man uh, you know DMX man dog oh, oh. oh yeah <laughs> one of my favorite rappers of that generation man I'm wishing him a speedy recovery a wholehearted full recovery and um, man you know we're, we're praying man we're praying for X man so um yeah uh uh, you know going on twitter and seeing social media reactions it, it kind of a lot of people were acting like you know um he had already passed which i didn't like to see uh, a lot of people were joking about addiction and things and all of that um and it's not something to joke about to be honest i, I don't I, I i have a personal story with addiction i'm not going to go too much into it right um it doesn't involve me you know it involves, it involves a family member of mine and um you know yeah uh it's nothing to joke about i don't i don't think it's anything to joke about and uh you know even though he's he's rapped about this in 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 his songs in his albums and things about him having an addiction to crack and whatever this and that and he's been to rehab and things and he looked like he's gotten better and doing things man like thing the thing is man we don't know what people are going through on a day-to-day -day basis right so it's easy for these people to judge other people and be like oh yeah this that'll make jokes because truly these people have never felt any sort of hardship potentially i don't know they look down on people who you know have you know the these vices these demons and things and it's completely natural to have these right it's completely natural to have these man the world is a fucked up place i'll tell you that even back in those days in the 90s and things the world was still a fucked up place i ain't gonna lie like people were getting murdered people were getting raped and stuff that's still happening to this day people are getting fucked up and shit like that right um and you know people have vices people have demons people have you know um something they to fall back on or you know something to help them cope with that and things and you know just it's just unfortunate that you know in, in quite a lot of these circumstances that the things that people you know go to are you know drugs or alcohol and things like that 
but you know as i said you know, people shouldn't be clowning these sort of things addiction it's not something to clown or you know joke about so yeah i really didn't like that i really didn't like that when i saw that you know over social media and things you know um i don't know one thing that really you know kind of wouldn't didn't piss me off but it's, it's just something that i always wonder about is that whenever there's some sort of you know news breaking about you know an individual in the industry and things i feel like rappers have their media or their publicists take control of their insta or whatever and you know go into their library and just pull out an old photo of them and said individual right and just post post that with a with a lengthy caption i mean like it i don't know man like i know that he's showing support but then at the same time i just i just feel like you could easily just send you know send out a tweet or you could easily like or even that you could easily just send you know the family him his family a message about that you like i don't know why they need to publicize to the world that yeah my prayers and stuff are with you and this and that why couldn't they do this behind closed doors you know in the, in the industry people know each other and things people have each other's numbers i'm sure you know a lot of these people have dmx's number and his family's number and things like that um you know or someone they can easily get in contact with your eye swizz you know to get in contact with dmx and things so i just don't know i feel like when when the industry when rappers artists they post these photos on the net of you know an old photo of them and you know, said individual and things and saying yeah this and that i mean like is it really necessary like you could easily message that person or the family and things saying the same thing and instead you're just you know you're, you're trying to you know um you know come across as yeah you know i'm getting this caring individual and things like that i'm not saying that they there aren't and things but like they're trying to portray this public image right but then i get it as well because in some in, in i get it in some aspects because then they're like oh so so and so didn't speak on dmx or so so didn't speak but i don't know i just feel like these sort of things can be handled behind the scenes can be handled personally they don't need to be broadcasted and things on, on social media and things and i just i'm just becoming tired of seeing uh you know you know rappers and artists you know dig into their photo archives or publicists dig into their archives and pull out an old photo of them and you know uh, uh, and them and the, the individual that you know has been who's, who's who's in the news who's going through a tough time and things and is putting a long caption on it you know um that's just me but um you know uh i don't want that to cloud what i you know uh you know the, the main main gist of this you know main gist of this is obviously you know we're wishing dmx a speedy recovery man we're wishing darkman x oh oh a speedy recovery and um and we're hoping for you guys to you know for him to you know pull through man so yeah prayers and my wishes with dmx the big dog right man let's talk about some tv and movie man so i've been watching a ton of shit over these last two weeks man a lot of shit over these last two weeks so um let's start with the tv side of things man you've seen the new tv serial yeah man so i've seen some tv shows um over these last two uh, through two weeks or so so let's let's start off with um the first one that i finished and this was started this just over two weeks ago and there's only like four episodes this is available on netflix right now it's called night stalker it's a docuseries following the um real life uh you know events of the so-called night stalker right um you know that was that was uh that took place in la in the 80s i believe right 
so it's just about four episodes of Netflix, about 45 minutes or so long. And that one, that one, yeah, I think the first episode is like an hour or something, but then the rest are like 45 minutes or so long. Just, just a short docuseries showing you about this uh, serial killer called a Night Stalker and things. Um, yeah, man, yeah, it was dope. It was dope. It was obviously very informative. Um, obviously, I've never heard of this gentleman, you know, the name and things, so it was interesting to know. Um, get get a good you know dose of history there and you know what happened and things so um yeah man if you're into your true crime docs and things like that which I am from time to time then yeah go check out that Night Stalker um go check out that Night Stalker doc on Netflix very short only four episodes you probably have to binge it in a in an afternoon or in a few hours or so so yeah four chilies out of five for me on a spice summertime man quite spicy quite thickle indeed. Next up, man, I checked out that critically acclaimed Chernobyl series that is available on Sky, the Sky original, um, you know, the BAFTA award-winning Chernobyl series, right? Um, I started this last year, and I think I got to episode three, and I just really wasn't feeling it. I just wasn't following it, wasn't following it intently, wasn't focusing, you know, the ones where I'm just on my phone throughout most of it and things, so I really couldn't follow it, you know, all of that. Um, so, yeah, I never went back to it. Um and uh yeah it was it was pricking me man like i never got to finish it so this time when i started it i was like you know putting the phone to the side man and which which i think you know is a good thing for everybody to be doing nowadays i know it's tempting i feel like if i want to focus on the film then you know just put the phone to the side and just you know watch the film for and a film or a series for you know that episode or whatever so um yeah, I did that with this Chernobyl series. Rewatched it again. It's only five episodes. It's available on Sky right now. Sky Q, Sky On Demand, Sky Go. If you have access to these services, yeah, um, five episodes. They're all about just about an hour to an uh, hour, just over an hour long. I think the last episode is just about an hour and ten minutes or so. And although I've heard about the Chernobyl disaster, you know, we really didn't talk about it too much at school. You know, not we we weren't taught too much about it at school. So this was again very informative series now it's not a um it's not a documentary series by any means it's not a true documentary and things like that it's a reenactment it's a revisualization a reenactment of the events um that occurred prior to and leading up and after the chernobyl disaster right in the soviet union so yeah these five episodes they detail you know, starting from the first one, they you know they they uh, show in detail what happened prior and on the day, and then obviously afterwards what happened. You know, um, with the, with the whole um, big you know nuclear plant you know um, disaster and things, explosion and things like that. So um, yeah, not a true crime doc by any means. So that, that was good, and it was good to see a sort of live reenactment. And um, I saw a lot of people's reviews saying this is hauntingly accurate to. Um, you know the actual events that really happened so you know you know watching this series kind of gives you a more or less gist of how things went down and how what, what, what were people's reactions like and you know the the um the uh tragic outcomes of some of the you know some of the individuals who were involved and things like that um yeah and then at the end of the of the, of the fifth episode it gave you all the stats and historical figures and history about it so um that was good to see as well so uh yeah man i can see why this won a lot of awards as uh, this is a very bone chilling hauntingly as i said accurate they said you know depiction of the events that happened you know um you know during that time 
you know uh so yeah a really good informative series man um great acting and um yeah i definitely recommend you guys go check that out if you haven't already man that is chernobyl man four chilies out of five for me on the spiceometer for that all right and next up right uh i finally checked out wonder vision so me and my partner man my lovely partner <laughs> who i've said you know um you know we're gonna take this new marvel journey together right um after endgame because i'm a big marvel head and uh you know <laughs> i'm pretty sure she's sick of me you know being such a marvel geek and things but um yeah um i told her you know all these new marvel stuff coming out we have to watch it together <laughs> and um yeah we finally got around to watching wandavision um we weren't watching it when you know the episodes were coming week in and week out um i just you know, i just wanted to yeah, i think we're just busy watching other things busy doing other things and so yeah and then so i just waited for the whole series to finish and i think like we're going to do the same with the falcon and winter soldier right uh so yeah um WandaVision on exclusively on Disney Plus, right? Nine episodes, with the first few episodes I think you know ranging between twenty-five and you know thirty minutes, right? Uh, man, what a series this is! What a series this is! I got to tell you. Um, so post Endgame, I really didn't know what I was getting into. Don't know what it was. I heard, I heard whispers that this is a sort of a mind fuck, a head scratcher, and things. You know for the first few episodes but then it starts to make sense all right um so you know i, I did brief my partner and be like you know don't don't be put off don't be weirded out all right you know by the first two or three episodes because apparently the ball starts getting rolling and things start to develop and lo and behold that was the case i think after episode two episode three or something like that you know stuff stuff starts to you know make sense and start kicking off and things so do bear with it it's only nine episodes so if you can bear with it for the first two or three and i say bear with it like yeah it's, it's not even like it's, it's hard to watch i think it was pretty funny you know the first two or three episodes i just think it was pretty funny and then you know it starts it takes a left turn and then it gets you know even better and crazier and things yeah um man this was great it was something different something unique something i've never seen before the story was great um you know the acting and, and all of that was great as well um they mix a lot of comedy in there as well a lot of, a lot of nostalgia as well um and obviously linking it to you know modern day um you know marvel cinematic universe events you know such as post game and things like that so um and also setting up future projects right such as captain marvel 2 and you know doctor strange the multiverse of madness and things so that's all i'm going to say there right i'm not going to spoil anything else on this because i know some people would probably want to go into this blind like i did as well uh, and then we just have you know these things play out and i can't blame you because yeah that's one of the best marvel feelings <laughs> so one division for me personally yeah man it was an amazing watch man it was so good that i think me and my partner be watching one or two episodes a night and then um we just really wanted to finish it <laughs> we really wanted to finish it so literally i think we started it on a monday and then like we were watching you know a few episodes two three episodes and then um I think by saturday we were like we were done and dusted with it <laughs> um although you know uh if we were living together and things i can probably guarantee that we'd probably sit down and binge watch this as a whole as like a as, as a like a movie 
Um, but um, yeah, um, you know, it's, this is a great series, really great. Uh, as I said, something different, something unique, something just out of the box, right? Not what you're expecting from Marvel and anything like that. So um, I've got to salute everybody there, Kevin, Kevin Feige, Kevin Feige, whatever you want. Uh, I can't remember his pronunciation of his name, but um, yeah, it was great, man. Really, really good. Um, I really, really enjoyed it. My first, you know. Marvel fix post you know Endgame and things you know something I've been really looking forward to uh, so yeah uh, I've got to give up for you know Wanda Elizabeth Ilse, uh, Elizabeth Olsen um, Vision you know Paul Bettany as well so um, you know great great acting there as well um, yeah man really really good so, and um, yeah I definitely recommend you guys go check that out so you already know the vibes man WandaVision man fantastic series um, you know, great start to this new phase of the Marvel Universe, Phase Four, I believe it's called. I cannot wait to see where it goes next. One division, extreme exclusively on Disney Plus. Go check that out. You know the vibes, man. You already know. And you know the fucking vibes. Hear that shit again. And you know the fucking vibes. Five chilies out of five for me on the spice on top. Bowl spicy, bowl tiku. Ooh, spicy. Bowl spicy, bowl tikuche, man. Ek dum tikuche, bai. Koke chas leyawani choru to chej. Keri no roski srikand. Definitely, ooh, we indeed. <laughs> Wonder Vision, man. Make sure you guys go check that out. Right. So. That is my series right now, you know, that's I finished those series, uh, those, well, well, that's three series, right, I finished over two weeks, Night Stalker, Chernobyl, WandaVision, right, <laughs> um, I've started two new series, I've started The Flight Attendant, um, we're, only, we're only one episode into that, it looks pretty good so far, another one with Kaylee Cuoco, and, uh, you know, aka Penny from Big Bang, and the second one I started was Big Little Lies, yes, uh, the HBO limited series starring Reese Witherspoon, Nicole Kidman, Shailene Woodley, Zoe Isabella Kravitz, and a few others, man, you know, a lot of people in there that I recognise. <laughs> um, so I've been on my mystery, mystery sort of thriller binge, and you know that's where these 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 shows have come into play. So um, yeah, I've started these shows and I'm I'm enjoying them so far. So hopefully, let's see by time next week which one of them, if if I of them, if I finished or not. Let's see. So yeah, uh, let's talk about some movies, man. Let's talk about some movies right now. Hey, bro, you seen that new film? Yeah, man, I've seen um, quite a few films, man, over these last few weeks. So let's kick things off with um, uh, some... Uh, what, what what I watched first to be a biggie. Yes, the new biggie doc. i got a story to tell. The Netflix special, Netflix original biggie doc. i got a story to tell. Yeah, it came out on March 1st, I believe. Yeah, so it took me nearly a month or so to watch it, right? But I finally got around to it, and it's about an hour and 40 minutes, Doc, man, and wow. Um, so I've seen a lot of Biggie Docs in my time. I've seen a lot I've seen Biggie films in my time. So, um, you know, uh, I kind of knew what I was going to get into when I was watching this. It's like, yeah, it's going to show this and that, right? Um, you know, things about the murder and things like that. But you know what? I was wrong. I was wrong. They didn't necessarily, you know, they, they touched on the, you know, his murder and things, but they didn't make that the primary focus. Whereas a lot of the other, you know, docs and movies and things, it was more the focus, you know, who killed him, this, that, whatever, you know. 
um, and the cases have been unsolved and things. But this doc was actually the first doc where um, they actually properly humanized him. You know, um, it followed him from birth, his roots, you know, for his family in Jamaica. I didn't even know that his, his mum was Jamaican or anything like that, you know, and he had roots in Jamaica. Like, he showed all of that, and, you know, he showed, you know, glimpses of his dad and things and how he felt about that and then you know him growing up on the streets and things like that like they, these things they made little mentions to it in these in these films in these docs and things but they didn't dive too deep into that they really didn't dive too deep into that and it really showed you him as a person rather than him as a rapper and they had you know unseen footage you know i think was it from d-rock right you know one of his close aides and things you know friends that were, you know videotaping and things like that so we saw some unfoot, uh, you know, uh, unseen footage, and then you know we had more in-depth interviews with his mum, you know, and his friends and things like that as well. So yeah, this was the, this was the first dog, Biggie dog, I saw that properly humanized him, properly humanized him, you know, gave him, took him away. You know, obviously we saw the you know the superstar that he was with the music, but it showed another light, you know, him before he was a superstar even when he was a superstar as well like you know his human side and things like that uh so uh, man this was a great doc i gotta tell you that man it was a really great doc and you know be, being one of my favorite rappers man i got, I got um you know um it just it just hit another level for me it hit another level for me really you know one of my favorite rappers of all time one of my top five rappers of all time man um yeah, uh, I I thoroughly enjoyed this man as a as a hip hop fan as a as a as you know an old school hip hop fan man. Um, yeah, this was great to me to watch. Um, I really enjoyed it. Uh, so I got and this was the first doc that came out from his estate. So he was licensed officially by his estate. So you know they signed off and everything and all of that. Whereas these other ones weren't really, you know, officially coming out from his camp and things. So I can see why this one was just made the way it was, right? so deep and so rooted and so introspective and things into you know his family side and things like that so um yeah i gotta give it up man that was a great great doc and if you haven't already if you're in you know you're looking for a great hip-hop doc you want to know more about biggie aka christopher wallace that you know the man the legend the myth man that he is uh, i recommend you go check out this i got a story to tell doc man because i think it, it balances a lot of the you know his his human side with his superstar side but I think at the same time as well, um, in more points than not, it, it shows more of his human side than you know the superstar that he was, and that was just great for me. Something I've never seen before in these previous docs and movies and things. So Biggie, I got a story to tell. You know the vibes, man. Five chilies out of five for me on the spice sonata. Quite spicy, quite thickle indeed. Not quite spicy, sorry. Both spicy, both thickle. Yeah, dum thickle. Ooh, spicy. What would that be were well, Mr. Uwe himself? Ooh, That's right. Biggie, I got a story to tell that is available on Netflix right now. Go check that out. Right, keeping up in the trend of both spicy, both the cool, man. Um, Moneyball, yes, another film that I checked out over this break. Oh, not more. No, these two weeks was Moneyball. I've been a, a, a movie that's been on my list, on my watch list for some time. Um, starring Brad Pitt and Joan and uh, Jonah Hill, right? And it tells you the true story of the um, baseball team. It's Oakland something, right? Um, 
who was it? Uh, Money Ball. Is it Oakland Eights? I can't. I don't want to get the name wrong, man. Let, let me look at this. <laughs> um, let me look at this. Let me look at this. Let me look at this. Right. Da, 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 da. Uh, Oakland Athletics baseball team writes and their 2002 season and their general manager Billy Beans attempts to assemble a competitive team yes uh, Jonah Hill uh, Brad Pitt Philip Seymour Hoffman based on the true story man yeah so you know any any um <laughs> any true story any sort of sports drama I do love my sports dramas you know your longest yard your gridiron games your your concussions your uh, well, so the Coach Carter and things, I do, I do love all of that, man. Especially the true story ones like Coach Carter, right? Um, so uh, yeah, you know, I, I do love that kind of stuff, and um, this this definitely fits the bill in that. And you know, what a great, what a great film this was. So, um, yeah, the true story of the Oakland Oakland Athletics team, baseball team in two thousand two, where they use statistical analysis to assemble. Um, the, one of the most competitive teams in baseball history, right? Uh, it shows you that not you know just namesake and things of players isn't really uh, what people should be looking at. They should be looking at other things, other stats and things like that. Um, so yeah, man, this was a great film, really great film. Um, you know, and uh, I don't want to ruin it for anybody who hasn't seen it. Right, but um, you know, uh, even like you know the endings and things like that, like you know, um, you expect, you know, you know, you know, a film like this to have some sort of storybook ending or things like that. But you know, it, <laughs> that being said, you know, yeah, it's a great film, great film. Um, I really enjoyed it. Brad Pitt did a great job as the coach man. Uh, Jonah Hill did a great job as the analyst. Uh, was it the graduate who does the statistical analysis for him? Um, yeah, great film, man. Um, I think you can watch that on Netflix or on uh, Amazon Prime Video right now. Um, but yeah, another great sporting drama, man. Um, so good that, yeah, I just, yeah, I was just amazed by it. And that being said, you know, the vibes. Five chilies out of five for me on the spice. I went to bowl spicy. Bowl Ooh, spicy. Bowl spicy. Bowl indeed. Right. Continuing on with that trend, my man, we got. I uh, watched a good number of bold, spicy, bold, tickle tracks, man. Uh, not tracks, sorry, films this week. So, uh, over the last two weeks, Biggie, I got a story to tell. Five chilies out of five for me. Moneyball, five chilies out of five for me. Carrying on with that tradition, the Mauritanian, yes, the uh, Golden Globe and Oscar-nominated film, the Mauritanian. Um, you know, the film starring Catherine. You know, jo was it no Jodie Foster? Um, you know, in one of the lead roles, uh, and uh, Benedict Cumberbatch as well. You know the true story about the Mauritanian um, Mohamedou. His name was uh, his first name. I can't remember his surname, but um, how he was captured and um, interrogated and believed to be the recruiter, the head recruiter for Al Qaeda. You know, behind the nine eleven attacks and having a close contact with Osama bin Laden. So this was a true story. Right, uh, which is something I, I never really heard about, to be honest. So, like, this was all news to me. I didn't know about um, this, you know, th this actually happening and things. Uh, I don't know, like, maybe obviously because I was probably quite young at that time and all this happened. So, yeah, um, what a film this was as well, man. What a film. Um, 
yeah, another true story film, another film that, you know, hits you right in the gut at times. Um, another one that's very informative. And, um, yeah, man, what a great, great performances from Jodie Foster, the guy who plays Mahamadou as well. Um, yeah, uh, well, yeah, great film, great film, man. I really enjoyed watching that. Really, really enjoyed watching that. Um, uh, yeah, so, <laughs> um, not much else I can really say. So, uh, yeah, it's, as I said, you know, I've said all I can about that, you know, what the story and the plot is. The rest of it is for you guys who have checked that out. Um, so yeah, um, Mauritanian. You can go check that on Amazon Prime Video right now, exclusively on Amazon Prime Video here in the UK. Five chilies out of five for me on a spice one. So for that, oh, I tell you. <laughs> Ooh, spicy. Both spicy, both the cool man. I'm the cool man. Let's continue with that. So got Biggie. I've got a story to tell. Moneyball, Mauritanian. Next up is uh, uh, another Amazon Prime film. Well, not exclusive film, but a film that you can find on there called The Help, right? Starring Viola Davis, Octavia Spencer, Emma Stone, Bryce Dallas Howard, I believe her name is, yeah. Right, all in the leads, all in these lead roles there. And it's not a true story. I don't think it is a true story anyway. Um, as I don't think they said it was based on a true story, but... Uh, it revolves around Emma Stone, who is this um, news editor, journalist, uh, in the in this uh, in the south, in this town in Mississippi, I believe. Uh, and she, she needs a new article to get the buzz going at a local paper, and she decides to interview um, the local maids, right? The local coloured maids, right? And you know, um, you know, tell their story, right? And, uh, and, and to tell their story and um, you know the things that they went through the things that they've seen and um, you know their lives growing up and how they came to be maids and things like that and uh, yeah what an amazing story it was um, yeah man it's about two and nearly two and a half hours long but yeah man uh, it was well worth watching every minute of it um, a great drama man a great performances from Viola Davis and Octavia Spencer Emma Stone as well, Bryce Dallas Howard, man, what a bitch she is in that. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, man, another great film that I checked out, man. Uh, a film with a lot of racial injustice, racial politics, a lot of um, you know, sad moments as well. Um, and um, yeah, uh, just just yeah, just a great film, another great film, man. I enjoyed watching, man, and just um, you know. Making me realise, you know, how bad things were, you know, in those times, you know, for, for certain people. And, you know, just sympathising, empathising, you know, with that as well. Um, yeah, great film. Great film with the help, man. Some great performances as well. So five chilies out of five for me on the Spice Summer for the help. You know, ball spicy, ball tickle, indeed. Indeed. <laughs> I'm not going to keep playing the spicy drop, man. We're going to rinse it out, man. <laughs> um, yeah, so, man, yeah, we had, you know, what, one, two, three, four, five, five. Wait, wait, let me see. Let me get one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, five ball spicy, ball tickle picks this week in TV and movies. So, in TV, we had, obviously, WandaVision, and then in movies, we had... You know, Biggie, I got a story to tell. Moneyball, um, the Mauritanian, and the Help, man. Um, all, all, yeah, man, all great films. Make sure, make sure I, re I recommend everybody to go check out. 
Moving on to um, some more films, uh, you know, let's talk about Tropic Thunder. Yeah, I managed to check that out. Uh, I remember watching it back in the day when it first came out, and I really didn't understand much of it, whatever. But now I rewatched it again, and yeah, it's still one of the funniest films. Um, you know, we're still, we're not still. It, <laughs> it is one of the funniest films that I've watched, you know, in recent memory and things. And you know, um, I really enjoyed watching that man, Robert Downey Jr., Jack Black. Ben Stiller in the lead roles there, <laughs> really good. Uh, watch the uh, Danny Trejo doc that is available on Sky. Inmate number one, Danny Trejo, or Danny Trejo, man. Um, yeah, man, that was a great doc, man. As um, I saw that publicized in the US a lot, and I really wanted to watch that one. And uh, yeah, I found it available on Sky, Sky Q, Sky Go, Fire on Demand. And yeah, that was a dope doc as well. Tropic Thunder, sorry, four chilies out of five for me on the Spy Summer same as this Danny Trejo doc, man. Fortunately, he's out of five for me on the spot. So it's great to see where he came up from and how he got his big break and things, man. That, that was that was dope, man. Um, what else? Uh, Blue Ruin, another film, a Netflix film that I saw uh, uh, this over this, uh, you know, these two weeks or so, over the weekends. Um, involves, obviously, uh, um, a guy who... Uh, his family's been murdered and then, you know, a very calm, collective guy and how he goes about his revenge and things. So that was quite... Yeah, that was cool. that was quite good to watch, man. It was, the the main character reminded me of Charles Boyle in Brooklyn Nine Nine. Like he's got the same look and everything, you know, small stature, small frame and things. But and the way he goes about things, that was great. Um, fortunately, that was five for me for the Blue Ruin. Next film I checked out was The Bucket List. Yes, that's available on Amazon Prime Video, I think. Yep. Uh, Morgan Freeman and Jack Nicholson, two old age time, but you know retired. Uh, but you know. Uh, a gentleman who you know developed cancer and things and, and you know bond over in the same war and decide to you know start a bucket list and do things off that bucket list and yeah man that was a great film as well very emotional at the end as well so um yeah shouts out there so that's another great film fortunately out of five for me on spice on the and finally <laughs> uh the other film that i watched over the week uh, over these last two weeks was argo Yes, Argo. Um, four chilies out of five for me on a spice summer for that. That is based on the true story of, um, uh, I believe, uh, you know, I think was it five Canadians that were, um, you know, stuck in Iran, right, post nine eleven, and um, you know all the political rallies and things that were happening there, and you know trying to get them back to America. And Ben Stiller plays the uh, role of the um, agent who manages to escort them back. Uh, under the pretense of a movie <laughs> uh, yeah man that was great man another true story man so um yeah another great film so yeah, all in all guys man I, I watched a lot of shit man over these last two weeks and a lot of great shit so um make sure you guys go check all of that out all of that out man um some great shit i watched over this last week i can't complain <laughs> cannot complain wrapping things up man i'll um yeah you know, man we already touch an hour jeez <laughs> Uh, yeah, wrapping things up on this side so there's some new trailers that dropped we had two trailers for suicide squad um, both look great man both show off uh, the whole squad and then the new enemy uh the, the the starfish kaiju i can't i forgot his name um that they're fighting you know um so that's dope that the trailers look great cannot wait to watch that they put out a new space jam trailer as well the new legacy one with lebron that also looks great as well they put out a new black widow trailer as well which is going to be coming exclusively to Disney Plus as well as theaters on July 9th with Premier Access. So we didn't see that one coming, but yeah. So some great trailers out there for you guys to watch. Um, 
Yeah, so, uh, yeah, really excited about those, man. Can I wait to watch those films, man? Um, yeah, so that is the TV and movie side, man. A lot of shit, I tell you. A lot of shit I've been watching. <laughs> right, let's get into gaming. Have you played that no gamma? You mean game? That's what I said, gamma. All right, gaming. So, yes, I actually completed Shadow of the Tomb Raider, man. Just, uh, when did I complete it? I completed it on Monday. Yes, um, Bank Holiday Monday, I completed it. <laughs> um... Yeah, uh, so that is my uh, Tomb Raider trilogy done. This new revamped trilogy that started with Tomb Raider Definitive Edition, then Rise of the Tomb Raider, and then finally Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Uh, so Shadow of the Tomb Raider for me, I actually think that this was the best one in the series for me, personally. Because I love the setting of the whole jungle, Peru atmosphere. Um, the setting of all of that, caves and you know just the traversal. And as I said, like this, this one showed more... It was less gunfights and more traversing and puzzles and things like that, um, which you know, I just really like. It reminded me a lot of Uncharted, um, and obviously the series did remind me a lot of Uncharted. But then the thing is, the Tomb Raider was obviously out before Uncharted, like the original, right, back on the PS One. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, this trilogy, man, this was um, this was really good. This was a really good trilogy, um, you know. Um, Definitive Edition was great, it was a great starting point, I enjoyed that. Rise of the Tomb Raider upped the ante a lot, you know, a lot more gunfights, a lot more action and things, which I wasn't mad at. Uh, and then this last installment, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, it dials down the action, you know, and focuses more on Lara and, you know, you know, the environment and, you know, puzzles and things, which I'm also a fan of as well. I was stuck on a puzzle for God knows how long and then um, I had to have to wiki it and find out that um, you know, the solution was just literally I had to look above and then there was a solution and I was just like, oh my god <laughs> so it was one of them ones but um, yeah, you know uh, this Shadow of the Tomb Raider for me was definitely probably the best in the in the trilogy uh, out of the other two I know a lot of people tend to favour Rise a lot more um, obviously because of the deep-rooted story in there and the more action sequences, but I preferred more traversal to be honest. Um, that's not to say I didn't, I didn't, I hate the action sequences and things, uh, you know, the gunfights and things, but I just, I, I, I love uh, I love the games where you give you, they give you more option to explore and more traversal and things, and you know, the occasional gunfight here and there and things. So, um, yeah, uh, I love the setting of Peru with Petiti and things, you know, the fictional town they have there. Um, and yeah, so uh, for me, Shadow of the Tomb Raider is the best one in the series. And also, um, one of the gripes I had with Rise of the Tomb Raider was is that it didn't carry over Lara's stuff, like you know, from the Definitive Edition, like the gear and stuff, like rope arrows and things. Whereas in Shadow of the Tomb Raider, you pick that stuff right back up, you know, pretty f early on in the game. And so, and like you know, the whole crafting system as well was, I think, was. A lot more expansive in Rise, and um, and here it's a bit more, uh, you know, simplified like it was in the first Tomb Raider, which I liked. Right, I felt like the, the the crafting and the upgrading system in Rise was too in depth, too RPG focused, too um, over the top kind of thing. A lot of things, you know, involved in that. Whereas you know the first Tomb Raider, you know, Tomb Raider Definitive Edition and Shadow. Were pretty much the same, pretty quite linear in terms of you know upgrading your weapons and things. The skill tree, I think, is a lot larger in 
shadow definitely you know there's a lot more skills and things i i wasn't able to um you know get all the skills you know um or even fill out one full tree you know you have the the combat ones then you have the um you know other two trees as well you know crafting and things like that i wasn't even able to fill out you know one full tree on that so that's quite expansive so um uh, you know this is solely focusing on the main story not the tombs so yeah if you solely focus on the main story you probably won't be able to unlock all the skills and all the upgrades and things uh but um you know uh, that's 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 how i decided to play this right uh so yeah um combat was you know again it was it was pretty much the same as the other two you know gunfights and then your stealth kills takedowns a lot more you know a lot more variety in terms of stealth killing and things yeah one option where you could you know hang down from a tree and you know you know stealth kill someone and hang them up in the tree and things which is pretty cool um yeah so yeah man so a lot of lot of expat you know um and the new things in there a lot more puzzles which was obviously missing in the main campaigns of the other two games right and where's this one you know you don't necessarily need to go to a tomb to develop you know or to do a puzzle right uh you can stumble across that in the main game a few quite a few times uh so yeah for me shadow of the tomb raider was probably the better one in the series uh so the other two are uh, tomb raiders i gave four chilies out of five for me this one probably being the better one for me it gets five chilies out of five for me uh so it's a bold spicy bold cool uh final installment in this new tomb raider trilogy man and i've got to give up to the people at crystal dynamics and square enix for a great tomb raider revamp reboot man um i'm looking forward to where Lara's next journey lies definitely man I've become a fan of this series and I can't believe I slept on it for all this time <laughs> but yeah become a definitely a big fan of the series there so yeah five chilies out of five for me for two shadow of the tomb raider man. yeah uh I started a new game this week as well just after that I think I started it was it yesterday yeah and that was Resident Evil 7 and right now PlayStation Store is having a spring sale where you can pick up a lot of games for under 20 pounds or just just about over 20 pounds so resident evil 7 biohazard is one of those games uh, i started it yesterday and man oh man is it scary as shit man it's scary as fuck um <laughs> it goes back to the first person mode and it's set in a uh, you know dilapidated sort of you know ruined you know uh plantation or house whatever you want to call it where you've got you know crazy shit happening and things like that man yeah so i'm, I'm only i'm only an hour or two into it and i'm i'm, I'm fucking shook <laughs> uh and i'm playing this obviously you know so um you know whenever i do get my hands on resident evil village you know um i can pick that up so yeah but yeah for right now man i've only played an hour or two into resident evil 7 first impressions is it's scary as shit man this is definitely a game that i do want to play at night hopefully achieve that sometime this week <laughs> um but yeah really uh first couple of hours i played yeah i'm enjoying it man it's having me shook having me shook uh wrapping things up man let's talk about um some great news that we got there is a ghost of tsushima movie that is going to be developed um and that was announced uh and they said that the person behind uh i believe um i don't let me let me get the details up quickly all right uh gaming bible right there they're my go-to guys there shout out gaming bible <laughs> um goes to shishima movie let's get to that get to that where was that information here we go right so 
Marissa Shiba movie confirmed being made by John Wick director. That's it. So um, there's many Hollywood adaptions of video game stories coming out. Um, and uh, uh, now Ghost of Tsushima can be added to that lineup. Uh, report from Deadline reveals that the award-winning open-world RPG Ghost of Tsushima will be coming to the big screen after Sony Pictures and PlayStation Productions signed Chad Stileski to direct the movie. Yes, you heard that right. Sony has signed the director of the John Wick films to work on the project, and that definitely means that the stunts of the film are going to be stunning. Asad Kilsbash, the head of PlayStation production, said to Deadline, We're excited to be partnering with Chad and 8711 Entertainment to bring their vision of Jin's story to the big screen. We love working with creative partners like Chad, who have a passion for our games, and ensuring we can create rich adaptions that will excite our fans and new audiences. Alright? Um, yeah, so yeah, I'm really looking forward to this, man. I'm really, really fucking looking forward to this. You know, this is one of my favorite games of last year, one of my favorite games of all time. As I'm recording this right now, I'm wearing my Ghost of Tsushima hoodie and my joggers. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this game, uh, this movie, man. Hopefully, they it comes out and it's really and it's good, it's worth watching, right? As I haven't really checked out that many video game adaptions of movies because they haven't been great. Uh, but yeah, I really hope that this is, you know, going to be a really good one. And I hope that they get the person who did the motion capture voice and capturing things for Jin. I think his name is Yasushi something. Um, I can't, don't quote me on that. But, but um, yeah, I hope that he gets the actual play Jin, you know, so he they use his actual face. You know, the actual person who played Jin, uh, the ghost in, in the film, because that would be really dope. Right. Um, uh, yeah, so... Uh, yeah, really looking forward to that, man. Great, some great news coming out this week in the gaming side. Um, yeah. Um, as I said, yeah, PlayStation are having a sale right now. You can do the Stay at Home initiative as well. They're giving out 10 free games or something. I believe next week is when we're going to get Horizon Zero Dawn. So, um, yeah, man, uh, make sure you're on the lookout for that. But, yeah, man, um, some good things to look forward to, man, in, 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 in terms of gaming, man, in the next few weeks or so, and or in the next few years as well. Right, that is it for us, ladies and gentlemen. Man, shit, we nearly touched an hour and twenty. I thank you guys for listening. You know, listening for me for nearly an hour and a half. I appreciate you guys. This is episode one forty in the Tori Squidgy podcast, man. Thank you guys for listening. As always, I'm your host, your humble and gracious host, your host with the most, man, the boy, the most sauce, the boy, the most chutney, man. Sprinkle a bit of garam masala on top. The roti to your sock, the kitchi to your curry, the dal to your pot, the samosa to your chutney, man. Uh, it's Notorious Gucci AK Milanosa and uh, yeah man we'll see you uh, back uh, um, you know uh, for the next episode peace you're now tuned in to the spiciest podcast in the world live from your local cash and carry the Notorious Gucci podcast have me some of that journey <laughs>